Yo, what is up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning back in to Beauty in the Struggle. I'm very excited because we have a really cool episode today. Uh, we recorded a conversation with me and my brother, uh, my childhood friend, long childhood friend, Taylor Cox. Um, he's originally from Seattle, uh, was raised in the Mill Creek ever area. And if you know footballer, if you're if you're involved in the sports scene locally, and if, if you've heard of Jackson High School football, um, this guy holds a lot of the rushing record um, in this entire area. So. A little bit, a little bit about Taylor. He played football, Jackson High School football. Then he went to a junior college in California, and then he uh, was fortunate enough to go play D1 football um, for Kansas University. And we really tap into what his mindset throughout that entire time was. And you're gonna hear like his journey wasn't easy, and to have the opportunity to listen to what his mindset during that time is something that only 1% of people accomplish is becoming a D1 athlete. So um, to hear the journey that, you know, where he wanted to go and what it took for him to get there is amazing. Um, And then even further than that, talking about things that he could also, uh, could have also improved on and, and now how he takes those lessons and applies them to his business world and how he's becoming his own entrepreneur. And I must say, it's really cool to see Taylor doing his thing. And he is now to the point where he has seen everything that he has needed to see when it comes to football. He has uh, he has actually lived it. Uh, but even more so, his impact. Right now, he's also a high school football coach for North Creek High School. And you can see how he's went entirely full circle so he can, again, give his knowledge, give everything that he's learned throughout the game back to the next generation and that is a hell of a job uh i'll let you guys listen man it's a really cool episode i know it gave me juice for the entire week so i hope it does the same for you and um and i'm curious to hear your feedback if you guys have any uh, feedback on the pod please feel free to let me know again this is just uh, a platform to inspire to empower to uplift people throughout the week and give you extra motivation give you that courage to take action and go after whatever you're looking to do. So with that being said, uh, let's tap into the episode. Nothing but love here. Let's get it. All right. Welcome back. We are here. Beauty in the struggle. Thank you so much for tuning back in. It's a very uh, special pod because I feel like this isn't even a guess. Like it's this is like a brother that I've known for years, like a decade for real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you want to introduce yourself, Taylor Cox, Mill Creek, Washington, that is. Yeah. Um, what's up? What's good, bro? Man, appreciate you having me, man. I've been trying to get on um, for a while. Glad to be on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm excited to get it get it going, man. Just uh, like you were saying, we've been knowing each other for so long. It's just like, you know regular conversation for us exactly bro so. we were just chopping it up for at least 30 minutes because <laughs> we were catching up but um but yeah man i feel like we're gonna get in some some really cool topics today i think the purpose of just the entire pod is just again to uplift empower inspire others and i feel like knowing you bro like that's what your story is all about I um it, man. for sure man so like let's let's um you know, tap into just kind of giving the audience a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like where like where do you come from like where you where you grew up at yeah so uh <clears throat> i grew up in seattle um for the early years of my life um you know playing sports uh product of the cd panthers <laughs> yes, and sir. uh yeah man grew up in seattle near near sandpoint uh live you know switch time living with my grandmother and grandfather um, as well as my mother so yeah they all helped raise me and you know help me become who i am today so i love it bro absolutely. so so i mean like a lot of people already know like especially if you're from this area but taylor uh went to go play d1 football had uh had many opportunities and also uh explored and experienced uh, the nfl combine and just a lead like a true legend for real over in this area (laughs) and um um you know you said you grew up down south cd panthers i played there what uh, 89ers bro (laughs) so i mean i feel like you got to go through that um where'd you get like that first love of football like would you say was it coming up in that in that time oh for sure i think you know like you were saying (laughs) it starts from a young age with just playing with the kids in the neighborhood Yep. You know, everything was a competition. I don't care if it was riding bikes, yeah. rollerblading, hooping, <laughs> you know, playing cards. It yep. Do- doesn't matter. Um, you just wanted to be <clears> the best. But uh, as soon as I was able to, you know, manifest that competitive spirit when I, I touched the f- uh, my first football when I was six, mm-hmm. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, my uncles, you know, I wasn't even on the team yet. Yeah. And they put me with the eight-year-old squad. I didn't even have football Shoot. pants on. <laughs> They're like, my nephew can run the ball. Yeah. I'm like, I can? Okay, I guess. Yeah. Let's go. And uh, like I say, I remember like it was yesterday. They gave me a a, a sweep left. You remember the sweep, sweep back left. in the day? Yeah, that was one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just got the rock and just took off on him. Uh-huh. And ever since then, man, I just was just in love with the game. And, you know, fortunately, he's been able to – give me opportunities that I probably wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. So. Absolutely, bro. He said that sweep left. And he, right. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that sweep left, dog. Yeah, so sure. you're growing up in the neighborhood over there near Sandpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think uh, it was all about, like, competition and just trying to be the best at that time? I think that's, you know, sports are, <clears throat> you know, the, one of the main things that we had. You For know, sure. um, mostly coming from, you know, single parent households mm-hmm. um, a lot of us didn't have father figures so we kind of relied on each other for advice yep. and you wanted to be seen in a good light amongst your peers and one of the ways to do that was being competitive right, everybody right. wanted to be the best everybody yeah. wanted to shine and at the end of the day it just made each other better we fed off that energy yep. and uh, that's just kind of what we we're about man it's just uh you know, everybody wanted to be the best in the neighborhood. I think that's kind of just the best way that I can describe it. For sure, man. Would you, you say know? like, would you say like, being instilled in that that energy at such a young age, right? That's probably something that you took with you throughout everything, especially when you made that transition up here. Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, it's probably a different mindset, I'm sure. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. I mean, you know, when I moved up here in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had a little buzz in the athletic world or whatnot, but one thing that I noticed was just sports were my life right. at the time. Like my identity was so tied to sports that I didn't know anything else really. 
um, but to compete and try to be the best at whatever I was trying to be. Whereas some kids, they had other avenues or outlets, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be their family life, right. um, different mentors that they had. And what I had was sports. That's right. how I was able to express myself. So that's kind of the difference that I noticed. And it ultimately, <laughs> you know, it helped me out. Yep. Um, it helped me out and helped me be successful, you know, in athletics. Absolutely. Damn, bro. Okay, so you so you come up here, you know, and I, I feel you because it's like other people, when we get, as we get a little bit more mature, it's like, you realize that some people they they have the academics they have the <clears throat> they have the smarts and you're like what are you doing you know right. what i'm saying you're like yo all right i'm not really going to kick it with you and then you realize that kids they have sports and they're right. like all right that's that was my circle as well um that's how we linked and then you got you know all these different interests that people tap into so like how does that transition look for you when you when you come up to like mill creek everett area coming from the south end right and now you're known as like this kid who can who can actually play football who's right. nice you're probably meeting a lot of different people mm-hmm. like what what's that transition like for once you come up here man it was uh it was interesting <clears throat> i think I, i'll t- kind of tackle it from two different angles on one angle it helped me socially mm-hmm. um because you know me, man. I'm I'm a pretty reserved person. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> I'm a pretty reserved dude, kind of laid back, and uh, yeah. So you know, having that reputation even before I was able to start reaching out to people and making friends, kind of helped me because people mm-hmm. would approach me because yeah. they felt they knew a little bit about me, and then I was able to open up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but on the other side, I was so focus on sports and I had a sports centric mind mm-hmm. that the academic part of things didn't click until really later in life. Right. Right. Um, but fortunately it did click later, but it was all about ball for me. man. Yeah. My yeah. world was just, you know, wake up, I'm watching sports. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about sports. I'm playing them. Everything I did re- revolved around it, which was good and bad at the same time. So right. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it was definitely a blessing and a curse uh, early on, but I was able to navigate as I got older. A hundred percent, dog. So, like, you you just said, like, you you wake up, it's it's about sports, it's about, like, playing football. That probably, like, sounds like you had a focus, though. Like, you were able to focus on just that. Oh, absolutely. Um, Did you, you, like, I guess my point is, is, like, did you realize that academics were, were, or did you even think that academics were important at that time or not really? It was just about sports. Man. I didn't. <laughs> and then my second question on top of that is like, yo, like, uh, do you think it's important now? <laughs> yeah, man. So when I didn't realize at that age that you had to be the total package to get kind of where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and to answer your question directly, no, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't really care about getting grades. Yeah. Like yeah. You know whether, you know, it, it was right or wrong or whatever. But I, I just it didn't cross my mind. I yeah. Thought, you know, if you watch the movies, if you're good at ball, then mm-hmm. oh, you just get to go play college. It's just an automatic given. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just kind of a reality check, but it was good that later in life I got that reality check because 
it taught me valuable lessons right, right. on being a well-rounded <clears throat> individual. You 100%. know, so. But uh, the short answer is no. I did not. Uh, yeah. I did not focus on the grades. <laughs> no, I what I would do, like what I would do, is I would literally do my absolute minimum, like <laughs> just to get like a three point Right. And then I was cool. Like right. it. But see, you did the same. So it's like you realize though that. Yo, you could take it to a whole nother level whenever you want to. Absolutely. Right, like a whole nother level. And you know what? I'm I'm appreciative of that time mm-hmm. in my life and that struggle mm-hmm. because I actually had to learn the hard way and it hurt. It right. hurt when I didn't get what I wanted because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. Right, right. So that memory and that feeling has really stuck with me mm-hmm. and I never want to feel it again. So right. I've changed my mentality and I've changed my approach to life. Right. Absolutely. So it was definitely meant to happen in that way. For sure. And I want to like, I want to circle back with that too. And, and like talk about those, like those values and those traits that you learned throughout that time that now I'm sure you apply to what, what we got and what we're talking about in the future. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. Doug, so you, what you went to, he- yeah. Heatherwood. Yep. <laughs> Man, do you remember the freedom boys? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I do, man. Yo, we got to We oh my gosh, that was MySpace top eight. Is I gotta throw that right. in there, bro. Like, <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing we were just talking before the before the pod. Um, Aaron Davis, man. Yeah. Ultimate, ultimate entertainer, ultimate entrepreneur, promoter. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Even yes, the sir. MySpace top eight, he yeah. had a hundred Freedom Boys. I'm like, what? What is? What does this even mean? But he made a pop. Oh so. Yeah, that was back in those days. <laughs> Man, those were the literally the top. We had like the Dickies, the dog <laughs> tags, bro. Like Roman was out here rocking like the stud earrings <laughs> that are just the bigger squares. than his ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, those were the times. And, and shout out to Aaron because I see him doing his thing. And right. I can see like those same, we were just talking, like I see those same skills that he's always had, right? And now he's applying it to like things that he has interest in and it's cool to see him do his thing. Um, and so you 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 guys are at Heatherwood. I'm at Evergreen. Like, I remember seeing you guys. We would always kick it. Mm-hmm. And then we got to high school. Mm-hmm. And by this time, guys, like, Taylor was, well, he was the fr- only freshman on varsity, I think, at that yeah. time. Yeah. So, like, you were at running back. Like, I remember I would go to your games. My dad would coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh like you were just killing it. So like, you're just killing it that first, even that first year, everybody knew like, yo, this guy's gonna be special. He has a talent. Right. So you get to Jackson, like what does that transition look like for you? Right, it just, well, again, like <clears throat> the football part of it was easy for me. Mm-hmm. It just really came natural. Um, I felt very, very comfortable on any anything football related or sports related. Right, right. It's because it's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you put a fish in water, what is he gonna do? He's gonna swim. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I felt. It's like when you're playing, and you know, <clears throat> from playing hoops and playing multi sports, mm-hmm. when you're in your environment, you're just in your element. So that was a, mm-hmm. a smooth transition where I really had issues was, you know, the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, committing in the classroom, um, committing to outside team events, different right. things like that. I didn't know what it meant to be a responsible teammate mm-hmm. as far as like 
fundraising events. Yeah. Uh, showing up to stuff on time. Yeah. Different yep. stuff like that. Like it just wasn't clicking to me because how I, how I grew up and and how we we grew up was yep. we're just here to compete. Yeah. And play, and if you ball out, you're good. Yeah. So that <clears throat> other com- component, it just wasn't clicking for me. Yep. You know, so that was kind of my struggle. But as far as on the football field, you know, that was an easy transition. Yep. You know? Bro, so, like, socially then, it was, like, you didn't – you again, it's, like, back to that academics thing. It's, like, you're so focused on, on football. It's, like, yo, I can just pull up. I can mm-hmm. kind of um, – as long as I'm focused on ball. Right. I'm good. And then you have the academics point of it that you're missing. You have the other things – social events that you're missing like did you ever were you ever conscious of that stuff at that time or not really you know what there was a little voice in my in my head yeah that would always tell me that it's not the right thing to do Mm -hmm. but you know (laughs) but being young-minded is you just kind of learn how to tune that out right and you think that you know best right, right or you don't feel like doing it or it's too hard or you just tell yourself these things and you build up these really lies in your head that mm-hmm. you, you know, you don't have to do it, or no, I'll just skate on this and I'll do it later, or I'll procrastinate right. and do my homework later and go hang out. You know what I mean? So it's just a, uh, it's an interesting, interesting mindset um, looking back at it. But right. like I say, you got to go through it um, to know or have a mentor. Um, to help you through it and that's what i'm really trying to be um, for these kids now yeah dude mm-hmm. that's big time that's big time it's like <clears throat> um because i mean even growing up right like i know my dad he would tell me x y and z and i'd be like all right whatever you right. know it's like <laughs> exactly. whatever exactly. It, it, it's hard like would you agree it's hard even when someone's telling you right like mm-hmm. we're talking to high school kids and and kids that are making that leap now right it's like when people are telling you something who have a little bit more wisdom than you and i know i've it's funny that we're here now but it's like um it, would you agree man it's like you just got to be present in that moment and maybe take a second to, to kind of listen to the full understanding oh for sure if i could go back um i do obviously do a lot of things different in a sense mm-hmm. <clears throat> but just just like you said Take a moment to really listen and try to soak in the information rather than just nodding your head and right. in the back of your head you're thinking like, okay, uh, where's the next party? All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me text this girl. All right, uh, I need to go. You yep. know what I mean? Absolutely. Really being present, I think you hit the nail on the head when if I were to give a young person advice, mm-hmm. just take time to be present when someone who cares about you is trying to give you a lesson or give you a gift that right. you can grow and manifest in your life. A hundred percent, man. Dude, that's that's dope. And let's talk about how we can how we can do that for, for kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I my mindset now is like when I think of something that maybe is far out there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking backwards first, right? So it's like I'm thinking of the end goal first and then I can how can I get there right it's hard to kind of articulate it but that's that's how I think reverse engineer it. reverse engineer it, exactly so would you agree like maybe if even both of us right mm-hmm. like if we both at that time maybe became full rounded and understanding okay we want to go play college ball 
let what can we do to make sure that we hit that on the mark like every time oh 100 percent. i always think of uh and i always tell people this and i'm very open about it i truly feel like i didn't even reach half of my potential Mm -hmm. as far as athletics go um right i wasn't doing the type of things that a division one athlete should have been doing Mm -hmm. in high school to prepare himself for that next level. Right. And you still I, got there. <laughs> and I still got there. I took the long route, but I still yeah. got there. But definitely, you know, set as far as setting the younger generation up, like you say, reverse engineer, what do you have to do day in and day out to take those small incremental steps to reach your goal? Right. Because you can have the big picture in mind, but it's really what you do from day to day, minute to minute. What do you put in, in your body? Who are you surrounding yourself by? What choices are you making? Mm-hmm. It's a simple <clears throat> choice. Are you going to choose to go to a party and have social hour and chase girls? Right. Or are you going to choose to study your playbook, to study your grades, yep. to listen to <clears throat> an inspirational speaker? What do you manifest in your life? And if you can grasp that concept at a young age, you're already ahead of the game. Man. So if we as mentors mm-hmm. can preach that to the younger generation i think uh we're definitely heading in the the, the right direction bro i love that it, it's literally like tools it's like having tools within yourself 100. to to have discipline within mm-hmm. yourself right and just like you said studying the playbook like <clears throat> i was reading this thing or it was a documentary on kobe and back when he was 19 his rookie year uh, him and AI, they linked up right after like the, it was like the first week of the draft. Um, and they just got drafted. He got drafted to the Lakers. AI got, AI got drafted to the 76ers and they were working out cause they were both in Philly. And then AI was like, uh, AI was like, yo, come out with us to this party. And he's like, you guys are partying. Kobe was like, you guys are partying. I'm going to go back to the gym. You guys have fun. Right. And I'm like, dude, and that's at 19. And I'm like, bro, this guy is crazy. Right. But that's the, again, that's the mindset, the discipline, like the compound effect I feel like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Think about the ending goal and then reverse engineer it. And then how can you get there? Absolutely. I love that you said the compound effect. Mm -hmm. Because how many times did, you know, John Smith, or not to name any names, yeah, you know, Joe Blow go to the club right. while you're putting up a thousand jumpers in the gym. Yep. Okay, maybe one night. Right. And that one night turns into two. Yep. And that two turns into a whole week. You so now you got five thousand jumpers when he put up a hundred and went to the club. Absolutely. Man. And then where That's does that manifest about. in the first five years of your career? Yep. And now we're talking about. We're talking about major separation. Exactly. And then that's not only in sports, that's in life. Yeah. Like, you know, you're one of the most successful entrepreneurs that I know. Mm. It separates you because you're doing the little things right day Mm. in and day out. It sounds cliche. Right. But it's true. (laughs) Yeah. You know? It's that consistency, too. And it's like over time that builds and you just eventually, like that incremental talk that we're talking it becomes monumental 100 <laughs> percent. and um dog i feel like um just like what you said though man literally just just working on figuring out how you can um get that get that extra edge on someone and 
on competition. It's it's what it's about. It's just competing. For sure. Um, so when we you know when we talk about like the compound effect, and we talk about, um, we talk about kind of that high school time. You were able to still do what you needed to do, mm-hmm. and still get by, and still have all the awards, all the achievements, right? Um, what happened after we got through Jackson? Like, what was like, what was that? What did that look like just for you in life? Yeah. So, uh, you know, after I got done, obviously, you know, I did my thing at Jackson on the field Mm -hmm. and when it came time on signing day in February, when all my peers from other schools and all the top guys in the state Mm -hmm. were signing to universities, signing to UW, signing to Washington state, Cal, Oregon, PAC 12 schools. My name was nowhere to be found because I didn't get it done in the classroom. Right. So I wasn't academically eligible for any of those universities. Mm-hmm. And that was a real rough time, man. Yeah. That was a reality Bro, how, how do you deal with that, like, at that time? Man, I was really, really, <clears throat> um, I don't want to say depressed, mm-hmm. but I was kind of at a crossroads that I needed to make a change. Right, And right. it really hit me. It was like one or two ways I'm either going to, Put, a, put aside the athletic career and try to find another path. Right. Or I'm going to go the long route and try to um, follow my dreams right. to play D1. So I ended up uh, I ended up going to a couple Taylor Barton camps. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the coaches there recommended that I go to this small college, College of the Siskiyous, a yeah. college in Northern California. <clears throat> and at first I was like, this is in the middle of nowhere yeah. I don't want to do this <laughs> and then something just clicked and I was like man you got to get out of here yeah you know because if you stay doing the same thing in 10 years you're going to be stuck in the same situation that you're in now and you're not even going to reach your full potential so right man one day I just you know I called the coach and he didn't know who I was, so he was like, you know, I always used to, I always used to yeah. coaches like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. hyping me up, to, yeah, gassing me up and stuff, and he was just like, yeah, I guess you could come, yeah, and I was like, oh man, so that kind of blew, uh, blew my ego a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, there was another dude uh, locally here that was traveling down, so I just packed my bag. I literally had a suitcase. I didn't True. know where I was gonna stay. Yeah, I had no, I had like two hundred bucks. Shoot. I told my mom I love you, and went down to Cali. Yeah, I was couch surfing, bro. See, I didn't even know that, man. I mean, that's yeah, man. talk about it like a leap of faith and going after your dream, man. Like, Absolutely. holy shit, like, right? Yeah, and I just knew I had to do it, and I knew I made my mind up that I was not going to fail. Yeah, and I think every great story has a turning point like that where you make your mind up, mind up. It's like, I'm not going to fail. I'm going to get this done. Yeah, And absolutely. that's the power that we're trying to speak into people. Mm-hmm. Once you make your mind up and tell yourself, it becomes a reality. Exactly. And that's absolutely. what I did. Like, I was sleeping on uh, some girl's couch, and she was like, um, what are you doing? Are you, do you have a place to stay? Yeah. <laughs> you, know? yeah, uh, you? you need to go. Yeah, I, I got like, shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. So, yeah, man. Dude, what you just said there, and that's that refreshed me on what I wanted to say about like the compound effect, what you just said there, speaking that into existence within yourself. Right. It's like, and it's, I guess my point is it's not doing it just one time. You realize that you need to do that 
systematically over and over and over and over again until you really believe in yourself like nah i'm not gonna give up i'm not gonna fail right and i think once you get that determination um then it you're just you're on a different mindset right man and you broke through you break through people like to say the the mamba mindset yeah that's what yep, it is, the mom man. mentality. Wait, yeah, mental- mentality, yep. yeah. What you just said right there, they're parallel. They're mm-hmm. one and the same, man, because people underestimate the power of the human mind and the hum- human spirit. Absolutely. And <clears throat> I didn't know what it was back then. I just knew I had to make it happen. Right, right. You know, and I didn't have words for it. I just knew I had to make it happen. So I finally, you know, me and a bunch of buddies got together, me and a bunch of teammates that I met down there. And it was like seven of us in a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> it yep. was like the worst days and the best days, you know, because those dudes are like my brothers to this day. Yep. You know what I mean? I just went to my my buddy's uh, wedding last year, and I hadn't seen him for a couple years, but it was like we put, picked up where we left off. I love it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, it was it was a good time. Absolutely, man. And so, like, what were you, so you're, you're this kid who is, you know, you're moving around, you're just, like, taking a leap of faith, <laughs> going to Cali, and, and just, like, yo, I'm gonna jump on this team, because I'm right. this talented, like, what are you, like, what's your thought process at that time? Did you have a shift in your mind as far as, like, okay, I need to maybe become a little bit more responsible on, so then I can get these dreams, um, or were you kind of run into the same issues that you were, you know, same problems, same setbacks mm-hmm. here in uh, Mill Creek, Everett? No, my at that point, my mindset was <clears throat> set mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever team events that I need to be at, I'm yeah. going to be there early. Whatever weight room sessions that we have, I'm going to be there and I'm going to go 100%. I love that. You know, everything yeah. that I'm doing, I'm going to max my ability out because I had never done that before. I don't think a lot of people know, like, I barely even lifted weights in high school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I barely even lifted weights. And, like, I think the most conditioning <clears throat> and lifting that I've ever that I ever did was my sophomore year in high school. And I would do, like, push-ups, sit-ups, curls, and calf raises. Right, right. I'm a little sensitive about my calves. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep them formed, yo. But, yeah, keep man. Uh, yeah, I made my mind up. Mm-hmm. And I started to apply myself. Um, I I always believed that I was intelligent enough to do it. Right. Um, so I just had to prove people, prove a lot of people wrong. Absolutely, you know I, mean? I had that chip on my shoulder. Yeah. And, and I brought it there. Oh. Funny story about that is, uh, one <laughs> one thing that made that chip grow. Mm-hmm. So the first day I practiced, right? I, I conditioned actually. The long snapper came up to me, right? Uh huh. And if you guys know football, a long snapper is kind of just like a tweener football player. <laughs> he was like, oh, and he's dead serious, bro. He looks me in the eye. Oh, uh, you're the new punter, right? <laughs> I was hot. I was heated. After that, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's I not going down disrespected. like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my so gosh. after that, man, that just kind of. Feel my fire a little bit. Yeah, and bro, and you were you were meant to hear that. You were meant to be put in in that humbling place too. Absolutely. Right. It, so like, what is your? So now we're at College of the Siskiyous. What does that? Um, 
what because you're also balancing academics right you're ba- balancing academics social mm-hmm. football i know as a as a college or a collegiate athlete too like that's a lot mm-hmm. and what's your schedule look like like if you remember like walk us through like from morning to you know at the end to right. game day absolutely so um we'll just go monday through <clears throat> let's go monday through through thursday yep Okay, so Monday through Thursday, I'd wake up at 5 a.m., you know, get some, drink some water, um, get a little pre-workout, probably a cup of coffee. Um, 5.30, I'm in the weight room. Uh, We're in the weight room, so we're doing a little team lift. Um, And then I'm off, I go back, take a little nap, and then I'm straight into classes around 9 o'clock. You're in classes from about 9 to about one o'clock, one o'clock, get some lunch, practice at, uh, sorry, film at two, mm-hmm. uh, practice at 2.45, <laughs> from 2.45 to about four or five, right. five o'clock, and then after you got to watch film of what you just practiced. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, after do you guys that, hear this? Ab- absolutely. After that, you, you got to ice your body, stretch. You know, if you got any injuries, you got to get treatment, mm-hmm. do a little bit of rehab, mm-hmm. eat dinner, get some studies in. By that time, it's about 9.30. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep about 9.30, 10 o'clock, and, and repeat, man. Yeah, and then up at 5.30, bro. And it's <laughs> exactly. like, we. Yeah. I love the topic of, like, reverse engineering because the only way that you can go through that process is really making up in your mind, like, yo, this is what I want to do. 100%. Right? Because I think my, even my issue when I got to college, when I went to Concordia, was um, I just thought, like, all right, I'm going to pull up, play, and it's going to be just like every. And then you realize, like, oh, no, no, this is entirely different. Right. Like, you have a set schedule. You have to stay disciplined to it. You have to also balance a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Taylor's over here working out, you know, two and three times a day. That's a full schedule already. Sure. Um, and then you, on top of that, if you want to be even better, how can you find another, t- you know, workout session? Mm-hmm. What what else can you do to separate yourself to get better? For sure. Right. So um, then I, it's funny because I remember you, you're you're a year older than me <clears throat> and I was still in high school, but I would always like check in on you and just kind of see what your stats were over there. Mm-hmm. And this dude went from punter to punter to like, yo, just running shit down there, bro, at that time. Yeah, uh, so how did, like, what did that look like? You know, what did your guys' season look like over over there? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, you know, I got the opportunity to get the start. And then I just took it and ran with it, man. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I never ran so hard in my life. I was trying to get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was trying to get to where I was trying to go and. You know, you'd have scouts come to the game, so you'd want to go extra hard mm-hmm. and just uh, let your talent show, man. Absolutely. And that's what I was trying to do, and I was able to be successful there. Um, you know, all-time leading rusher there in school history. Hell yeah. All-time in points scored, um, different statistical categories. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it just gave me another path to, you know, get an education right at a, D, a d1 university but uh yeah some some days were rough i'm not gonna lie you yeah know, as far as you know it's not like at d1 where you have a meal plan and everything's kind of scheduled out for you right when you're at juco you got to buy your own food 
Damn. You got to figure out everything, man. You got to uh, uh, pay for your own rent, pay your own tuition, and stuff like that. So yeah. some days I'd be going <clears> to practice, and I had a sandwich to eat all day. I had one PB and J through two workouts <laughs> and <Yeah>. a practice. <laughs> yeah. But that love that just shows right. you if you do what you love then nothing can stop you it doesn't yep. matter if you have an eight in two days right you're still going to get up and do it absolutely you know? so it was a it was definitely a, a humbling experience and something that i felt that i needed at the time looking mm-hmm. back <clears throat> and uh yeah i'm glad it, i'm glad it happened that way bro that's that's incredible man it's like you it I was reading something on Beyonce and she said like, yo, she was performing or she was put on a performance. She realized that she hadn't even eaten in two days and she was, she didn't even sleep. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. It's like, yo, the only way that you can do that, you know, is if you are really incredibly focused and care about what you're doing. Um, and, and like to that point, you realize too, I'm sure you realize dog is like, you were able to do all of that with minimal resources. Absolutely. And would you agree now that as we kind of get to uh, the professional settings, right? Mm-hmm. You're able to use that same skill set of, of not having, you know, a meal plan, not having uh, tuition resources, right? Those we think, I feel like we think at times that those are very, um, you know, those are major setbacks, which they are but there's always something to learn in them. And now you can apply them at a later time in your life. Oh, 1000%. So, so my guy was the, he was the leading rusher over here still is. So now you transition and at your time, like in your mind at that time, what was your goal? You know, what were you really trying to accomplish at the time? Were you thinking league already? Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've always wanted to be an NFL player. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, at that time I was thinking, yeah, I want to go to the NFL and pursue that professionally. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I was doing everything that I could to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when they when the University of Kansas offered me, I was excited, man. Yeah. Um, Charlie Weiss uh, was former coach in the NFL. He who had a small airport <laughs> that was probably about fifty yards long or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. And he flew his private jet in uh, to come <laughs> recruit me in small weed, California. So yeah. I was already sold off that. Yeah, yeah. So I was hyped. He had me hyped. So, uh, yeah, man, I was definitely grateful for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, great support staff with the coaching. Um, everyone, you know, was extremely helpful in where I wanted to be. Right. Uh, putting in the good word with coaches and different things like that. And, uh yeah, man, my hat's off to all those guys at uh, College of the Siskiyous and the whole athletic yep. staff. They're they're wonderful. I definitely recommend them for anybody who's trying to take that junior college route and trying to be seen on a different level. Absolutely, bro. I mean, shoot, getting Charlie Weiss out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. And to have, it sounds like to have, like, the entire staff make sure that you're set up to get there, right. bro, is, is big time. I feel like that's not um, – that do, that doesn't go unnoticed, especially as an athlete. Um, so Charlie Weiss is there, bro. Like, do you have a story like that really tripped you out with like throughout <laughs> that time? Because I'm sure, you know, you're like, damn, my dream. Like, I'm really about to go play D1 after all the shit that you've been through. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember something? Yeah, I mean, I think you know he flew in, and then 
it was right after mm-hmm. our sign and then we we're just taking a picture mm-hmm. and then he's talking to all the other juco players and stuff like that and they were just like man this is dope everybody's yep. energy was up yep. and i was glad that you know my success i was able to give exposure to the school absolutely and that's one of the biggest things that i'm proud of not just that my own personal success but right. I gave a small school in Wee, California, the exposure that they deserve. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because the staff does care so much about the kids right. and the people that go through the program that they do deserve to be on that national stage. So I think that's one of the biggest things that I kind of remember and that I was proud of. Absolutely, man. Dude, that's it's always about opening a door for someone else, man. And like, so, okay, so now you are from you know now it's d1 like right. welcome welcome to kansas <laughs> so if you think that schedule that you were on before i bet oh, that yeah. that shit was crazy bro so now we're at kansas man what year is this, this is like 2013 2012. 2012 yeah yeah um so you you come up to campus like what are you uh in eligibility at that time i was ready full qualifier fully qualified yeah, yeah. so like got it done in the classroom and and so you were you were ready to go. What is what does your first day on campus look like? Man, it was a rude awakening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but it was a good one. It just takes a whole nother level of commitment. <clears throat> and I think my first meeting, I was like a minute late or something because I didn't have a ride to uh, the team meeting. Mm-hmm. And my <clears throat> running back coach pulled me in the hallway and just cussed me out. Bro. Yo. <laughs> and I was just speechless. My eyes were huge yeah <laughs> i was just looking like okay well the level of expectation and standards are at a different a different level right it's different you mm-hmm. know like there's people's livelihoods on the line what people don't really understand once you get to that level right you have coaches with families mm-hmm. who rely mm-hmm. on the success of the program and the individual player and their position group so if i'm not on point mm-hmm. then his family doesn't eat Right, right. You know, we're talking yeah. about grown man stuff right now. Right, exactly. You know, so that's what I kind of gathered, like, on my first week. <laughs> and then after that, there was no issues, man. I'm yeah. the type of person, after I got out of high school, you really only got to tell me once. Yeah. And then yep. I got it, and you don't. we don't have to revisit that subject. I learn, and you move on. Yep, absolutely. And that's that. I feel like what I'm hearing, man, is, like, that focus that you had, bro, like, at such an early age of just mm-hmm. tapping into at that time is football, right? right? But then being able to just like listen to someone and say, "All right, I got it. Like mm-hmm. we're good now." Exactly. Um, and so, you know, your what does your schedule? I want to tap into that. Like, what's your schedule look like <laughs> at Kansas? Um, like on a daily, you know, Monday through Friday. Man, so. We'll just uh, say in the off season, like in the summer. So we have summer <coughs> conditioning, mm-hmm. and then we're also enrolled in classes during the summer, so you can get ahead in credits. Okay. Um, so same situation. You're waking up, um, and most of the days are two days. So we lift in the mornings. <laughs> uh huh. Um, so we wake up. I normally lift at six, so we'd all lift in a group at six. You know, have our little protein shake, and that's the, kind of the difference. Is like, okay, you get a hard lift in, but then now you're adding the nutritional element to it right like, so they you'd be able to take care of your body a little bit better so right when i got there i was like i felt like i was spoiled when the kids that had been there for four years right 
they were like complaining about the shake flavors. I'm like, yeah. Dude, what are you talking about, bro? This is a free Gatorade. What are you saying? Or this is a free protein shake. But yeah, wake up, lift, um, have your little protein shake. Uh, I'd always go see the trainer, mm-hmm. you know, get soft tissue massage. Go ahead and go to class. Um, go ahead and eat your eat your lunch or whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. get an hour nap in yep. for afternoon conditioning. And that was a beast. Yeah, afternoon <laughs> conditioning. In the Kansas sun, man, it's no joke. Yeah, it's I bet. 120 on the turf, 130 <laughs> on the turf. And uh, you're just running sprints, pushing sleds, always some type of competition. But it just brings you back to, to kind of mm. like when you fell in love with the game, everything's a competition. Yeah. And that's how it is in life, whether people realize it or not, you're competing. Mm-hmm. You might not be directly competing, but you should always be competing with yourself to get better. So that kind of instilled in me, like, this is hard. Right. But it's going to make you better. And secondly, this is what you love to do. So why not maximize it? Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, it was it was definitely a grind. And then, you know, during the fall, you would not only have weights in the morning and then class and then after class you'd have practice right after practice you'd have film after mm-hmm. film you'd go eat after you eat you'd go to study hall at night <laughs> mandatory study hall gosh <laughs> yeah man they keep, they keep tabs on you man. yeah they're not they're not because uh, at that point you're you're really an investment for the university so right after study hall you you know have a little 30 minutes to yourself mm-hmm. go to sleep do it all over again man Bro, so like, do you think, um, <clears throat> like, do you think at that time, like, what do you tell people as a high school coach now? Like, yo, right. <laughs> yo you, because I mean, I'm sure high schoolers and just, I mean, anyone, right? And not just sports, they're thinking, oh, I'm doing it all. Right. There's probably exactly. a whole nother level that you've seen mm-hmm. that you're able to share. Like what, what, what's your response has been or what's your feedback on that? Well, I think my approach to it is, especially with my position group and the kids that I'm around, Mm -hmm. I try to figure out what their long-term goals are. Just going back to what we were talking about earlier. And a lot of them are like, I want to play college ball. Mm -hmm. So that gives me the ability to hold them accountable to what they told me. You know, I'm not forcing anything upon them. Right. So you told me you want to play college ball. I've been there, and this is what it takes. Right. So I can hold you to the standard of what it takes. You know, a lot of kids are, but coach, this is hard. Yeah. Don't ever tell me this is hard if this is what you want to do. Yeah. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. You would have 100,000 NFL players. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like an NFL, BFL, ZFL. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You would have 200,000, 500,000 collegiate football players if right. it was easy. Right. So I think it, it helps me in a sense because when I am so demanding of my players, mm-hmm. I think they know it's coming from a good place and a place that's trying to aid them in their goals. And let them know that really high school ball is just scratching the surface. Right. You know, and the kids that really soak that up, they're successful. Yeah. And they really start to listen. They they end up being successful. Right. You know, um, but it's just about taking that information and taking it to heart mm-hmm. and always understanding that you have more within you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can never think that you've given enough because there's always more and there's always someone out there 
that's willing to give a little bit more. Yeah, so, absolutely. That's what it's about. It's about that competition, right? Absolutely. With, within yourself, and just like you said, man, someone's always working harder <laughs> or more, or they're figuring out some. They may have more resources. Mm-hmm. So why, like, why even entertaining you that? Focus on what you got to do, right? Absolutely. And then get ahead. And so, um, you know, you're at you're at Kansas. You, you're taking your body, the, the career, to a whole nother level. Um, but now football, I mean, I know, like, at that time, bro, you're thinking league, and I know at that time you were going to go league. And so, like, what does your – like, what's your mindset on as things at Kansas are coming to an end? Right. So, <clears throat> I had a serious injury my last year at Kansas. Mm-hmm. So, it was supposed to be my senior year there, but I was granted an extra year of eligibility. So I tore my Achilles tendon my senior year um, during fall camp, so right before the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was set to you know get a lot of carries and get a little bit more exposure than I had in years past. And I think it was just at that point in my life, I had already developed the mindset of nothing's going to stop my goals. Right. So I took that challenge as an opportunity to test myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay – you think that you're this and you say that you're that you say that you're mentally tough and you say that you're dedicated right so now it's really time to look in the mirror and have that true conversation with yourself like okay here's some adversity let's see what you can do with it yeah so i was just rehabbing my butt off man i was in there any chance that i can get i was asking the trainers the trainers were getting annoyed with me they're like you just need to rest (laughs) take your ass to sleep i'm like no what can i do can i stretch can i do this but it was just i was trying to be obsessed with getting to that next level right that was pretty much my mindset and then uh and then yeah i came back the next year i really wasn't 100 Mm -hmm. and then i you know i got an opportunity with the cowboys Mm -hmm. and then got an injury again man yeah and then at that point i had to be realistic with myself and look at the bigger picture of my life right right at that point i was 23 24 because i did have that extra year of eligibility and i really had a conversation and dug deep and said i want more for my life than just sports right i want to be successful in other avenues so i just took it as an opportunity mm-hmm. to you know use that discipline and all those skills that i learned in sports mm-hmm. and started applying them to you know the competition of life yep. and that's pretty much uh how, w- how i made the transition bro like dude that's big time man because we were talking about that earlier dog and at that point too i mean you're you're talking about the one percent you know right like talking the one percent of people that make it to that and um like at that time you're already thinking like yo okay now i need to revolve myself again and like when did you like did you start applying some of those principles to other things and when did you realize okay um these do actually translate to whatever i want to do next 100 percent. so i think the first thing um the first way i started to apply was just getting through that adversity mm-hmm. um i flew home from dallas i'm on my mom's couch again so i feel like i'm at square one like right. my legs busted my square one but i always had to have that mindset of 
okay, what's what now? Yeah. Because <clears throat> in football and at the University of Kansas, one of the coaches always would say, you're only as good as your last. Right. It doesn't matter what you did a week ago or the day before that or even yesterday. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do now to improve and excel? Right. I knew that part, <clears throat> that chapter was behind me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, first things first, I got to get a job and start making money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, Welcome to the professional world. Absolutely. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I had to make money. So I, I start. I got a job um, in a sales department mm-hmm. selling aerospace parts. Yep. Didn't know a lick about it. <laughs> but I knew that I could be successful by just... Number one, showing up on time, being attentive, willing to listen, um, taking notes on everything, just being hunger, hungry Mm -hmm. for knowledge. Right. And, you know, I was able to excel in that. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And so you you're over here realizing like, okay, I can I actually again, just getting to that to that cream of the crop, bro, you're able to translate anything I feel like at that point to whatever you want to do and so um you know now now what I really like want to tap into man is just your future right Mm -hmm. and like I see you like we've talked about it you're at my alma mater at Everett (laughs) and you were over there and um like what's your what's your end goal with what's going on just in high school sports yeah so right now um I'm actually coaching at North Creek now Mm-hmm. I was oh, he had to, he had to year. say that, bro. Yeah, he yeah, nah, yeah, he's I not it. Yeah, <laughs> <the air>. no. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm at North Creek now, and then um, I'm not sure necessarily if I certainly have an end goal in mind right now. Mm-hmm. But I do have a goal, and it's just to mentor kids, man. Yep. Mentor the kids, pass that knowledge down through the game of football, right. and use the game of football as a tool, and let the kids know that the that's what it is. The game of football is a tool right it's not something that's going to last you into your 40 50 60 mm-hmm. and throughout your life it's going to be a tool for you to use the principles mm-hmm. and the disciplines that you learn to become uh become a good member of the community become a good member of your family a good head of your household mm-hmm. we're growing young men that's yeah. what we're doing yeah. Um, the wins and losses are good. Everybody wants to win, and there's value to be taught in wins. Right. But it's about growing the young man. It's about using my experiences to now pass down so they don't make the same mistakes. Absolutely, man. I think, dude, like that's what I'm talking about right there, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real. Because, I mean, like we talked about that, dog, is like, yo, especially at that point or uh, especially at that point, you can either go one of two directions, right? You can say, you know what, I'm going to just kind of do whatever. I'm going to go, I play, I did what I need to do, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not going to tap back into the purpose or I'm just going to, or the hell with it. I'm just going to say whatever. I'm going right. to go bum it through life. Right. And that's cool if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Then you have the other route where you're like, oh, no, what I gained throughout this process is actually very valuable. Mm-hmm. How can I share that? that knowledge, that insight, that valuable information back to the next generation. 100%. And just like you were saying, it's kind of like looking in the mirror, that Mm self-reflection of how are you going to give back? You know, both you and I both have been blessed in our lives to be where we're at today through different opportunities that we worked hard for. But 
we are very blessed and these are blessings that we've been given so right. it's our duty to use those to help others like it's just i feel an innate need to do that yeah because i wouldn't be serving my life purpose in my mind and in my heart mm -hmm. if i wasn't giving back it's just an obligation that i feel deep down inside to to let that light shine onto somebody else so they can experience positive things exactly man dude that's that's big time and and the thing is too is that like once once that light is shined too like i'm sure once you see that that junior coming up right yeah. you're like yo this is this is tight he's not <laughs> he like he's gonna he's gonna do he's gonna advance even further and then his position right once he gets to that spot is he's gonna do the same thing he's gonna pass it down to the next generation because he he's like already had that lineage mm -hmm. so it's, it's setting that foundation man and i love that bro like that's i really love that um and as far as um i, I want to get specific on here and then we'll kind of wrap it up okay. it is like what uh what tools do you think you are bringing to the next generation or just high school kids mm -hmm. programs a community um what are you explaining to them like specifically like how they can kind of get ahead and whatever they want to accomplish right i think it just starts number one with your mindset understanding that <clears throat> the only limitations that you have are the ones that you put on yourself mm -hmm. um just blocking out the no noise and being really clear with what you want to accomplish right and just going back to what we we're saying what are you doing day in and day out to accomplish your goal a lot of people say you know even as adults a lot of mm -hmm. adults say that oh i want to be a millionaire okay that sounds awesome yeah but what did you do today to set yourself up for success so right. my end goal is to reach the kids while they're at this age in high school mm -hmm. get them in good habits to do things i have my practice so do things every day to help them reach their goals so then it will translate to when they are adults right and they have that skill set of okay i want this to happen so i need to do xyz and so they can build a road roadmap of success right so absolutely i know that's kind of like a aerial view <clears throat> and mm -hmm. not too specific but yeah in general that's what i try to instill in the kids that i teach for sure man and i spoke with um bobby he's the basketball coach over at everett and I feel like you guys have parallels there. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a really good dude. I've, I've met him. And it's like, yo, you guys um, you guys are, like, actually implementing, like, actual life habits, life learns that even go beyond just the sports aspect of it, man. Absolutely. And um, I think that's something that maybe we never had growing up, right? Especially sure. in those programs at that time. Um. So, you know, it, and I know we're, you and I, we're definitely going to link up here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're definitely going to link up here with some entrepreneurial stuff and yeah. just uh, and just business just in general, because I feel like with what we do, we're going to like integrate and cross paths. Um, you know what? What did you like? If you want to end it, what do you want to uh, just kind of give back and, and explain to not only the next generation, but what you want to do next? Wow, so one thing that I love to pass along is just, uh, you know, don't mm -hmm. limit yourself mm -hmm. to the younger uh, generation. I know there's a lot of distractions in the world right now uh, with the media, 
um, with peers, with peer pressure and different things like that. Right. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something or distract you from your goals. Mm-hmm. Really take inventory of who's around you every day and live with a purpose mm-hmm. and and have people around you who are living with a purpose for a purpose right. and share a common goal with you. And uh, man, there's nothing that you can't accomplish and that's true. There's nobody else out there, regardless of background or situation, mm-hmm. who has <clears throat> any, that is any more gifted than you are. It's just that they may believe a little bit more in their gifts. Absolutely. So, and I think we can all take, you know, take that advice and it's just believe in your gifts, hone your gifts and move forward. But as far as what I'm trying to do in the future, um, building a business, mm-hmm. a junk removal business, um, hammerhead junk removal and uh yeah man that's my next venture i'm 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 an entrepreneur i've always had an entrepreneurial spirit yep Uh, i love working for myself um i love building things i love providing opportunities for people in the community Mm -hmm. uh family members it's a family uh run business and own business um yeah man that's that's my next steps right there and Obviously, we're going to collab yep. and, and continue to vibe off each other. Exactly. That's why I was super happy when you reached out. Man. And it's just, <clears throat> we've had conversations like we haven't seen each other for five, six years. Yeah, bro. And you just, <laughs> just, I just hit you up on the phone and we're talking for two hours straight. Dog, it's like that. It's so that's like how that. you know it's that positive energy and keeping mm-hmm. those positive vibes and people with vision and who yep. want to manifest positivity in their life around you so um definitely have to you know make time for people like each other just you know stay around and stuff like right. that but yeah that's my next venture man I'm, I'm super busy with coaching and building my business and and yeah that's next step for me bro and it's 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 gonna be so bright for you too man for I real it's, it, of course man because it's like yo this is one venture and now everything that you let's, let's take it back to uh, you know, just the CD Panthers days, right. like <laughs> everything that you've learned from that point, the competition, the discipline that you had to learn throughout that time, the principles that you've learned, you know, the purpose that you found. Now you're bringing all that energy to this, to this junk removal, right. entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. right. And, and figuring out what business you want to run for yourself. People are in trouble, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so Thank you, man. And, you know, having people like you in my life, <clears throat> that's a huge blessing because you're providing an outlet yeah. for me. You know, if we never linked, who knows who's going to listen to this? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you and everything that you're doing with your business and everything. It just provides motivation for people like me as well that are trying to get get into business for themselves. So absolutely. I appreciate you having me on, man. And, uh, yeah, I think the last thing... Uh, the last thing that I'll say is just uh, don't let anybody tell you you can't yep. because we all have gifts that are meant to be uh, meant to be shared with the world for sure. Bro, that's a mic drop, dog. Yeah. That's much love, man. That's much love, bro. Yeah. Taylor, appreciate you coming on, dog. Yeah. We got more to come. Yeah. Um, and, and where can they find you like on like I know you're not on social media too much, yeah. bro. But like, I'm pretty it, low key on it. You know, if, if a kid doesn't want to get in touch, or if anyone wants to get in touch, and yeah. if you want to collab, like, where can they find you at? Yeah, so I'm on all the social media, uh, Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram. Yep. 
Um, I'm on Twitter. Just search Taylor Cox, and I, I should pop up. Man. And uh, yeah, anybody that needs help, I'll be the first one to help you. Doesn't matter if I don't know you. If you're if you're a good spirit and have a yeah. good heart, I'll be the first person to help you for sure. And uh, yeah, man, let's get it rolling. Especially with somebody who's trying to do something with their life. Yes, sir. I'm there. That's love, bro. We need more of that. Yo, Taylor, much love, bro. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Beauty in the struggle, we out. All right, peace. Yes, sir. My guy. That's love, bro. Yeah, that was filthy.